Blaine, Kylo, how are you, my brother? Uh, my thumbs are sore. <laughs> You've been video gaming all week, haven't you? Uh, here and there, a little bit. Yeah? Yeah? Did you remember to pick up your kids from school, or did you just leave them there? Oh, my kids are old enough they find their own way home from school. It's kind of perfect. <laughs> I've got to get all my gaming done before they get home, because then they take over. Um, Blaine Kylo does technology reviews. If you'd have listened to the show before, or maybe not this segment, welcome to it. We talk about all things technology and, uh, Blaine is looking at all of the video game platforms, uh, and, uh, and picking them apart and loving them or hating them and all those things tonight though. Uh, here we are. It's, um, black Friday and cyber Monday, which used to be separate, but now they're kind of all blurred together. What are we looking forward to Blair? Yeah, I, I've got to admit that I think that Cyber Monday is struggling to be relevant these days. Um, originally, it was conceived as a way to encourage online shopping because Black Friday has always been um, a, a time when people would go to stores and line up hours before opening for door crasher sales and things like that. And in the early days of the Internet, the online retailers were trying to find a way to compete against that. And that's kind of where Cyber Monday came from. But so much of the shopping is happening online these days, especially when they're, we're in the middle of this pandemic, uh, that Cyber Monday is kind of like you just suggested, an extension of Black Friday. So we kind of have a four or five day sale extravaganza and the deals, I mean, nobody's even talking about Cyber Monday because they don't want to um, curb any of the sales that they're going to get on Black Friday. So you can't, you can find retailers out there who are saying, yes, we're doing things on Cyber Monday, but they're not telling you what they're going to do because they really want you shopping on Black Friday instead. So we know that there will be some things, right? Amazon and Best Buy have web pages in place for Cyber Monday but they're not saying what's going to happen. Um, and so I think that if you have an opportunity to get what you are excited about on Black Friday, you should take that opportunity. And then if you still have energy and money left when Sunday rolls around, um, check into Cyber Monday and, uh, and, and see if maybe there's something else. All right. I... I'm excited, but I always get hesitant. I, does that ever happen to you when you're looking at the pricing and you're like, yeah, but is it going to get better? Because sometimes the stores, they'll be like, it's our Cyber Money extension sale. We've taken 15% off your previous 75% off. And then I get greedy and then I wait and then I miss it all. And then you miss it. Well, that, and so really you should be making decisions on, you know, I'm not an economist, so you shouldn't be listening to me about any of this stuff anyway. <laughs> but, but I would suggest that, um, buy things that you need, not that you want and decide ahead of time what price you're willing to pay. And when you get that price, you, pay that price. The truth is most of the stores like Amazon automatically refunds you. If things get cheaper between when you order them and when they ship them, they give you the difference back. Oh. And and Best Buy's got um especially right now with Black Friday, Best Buy has a plan in place so that again, if the price drops, you're going to get a refund of the difference. So that's one way that they're trying to 
make it easy for consumers to have confidence in what they're buying? I had no idea. That's good news. Blaine Kylo uh, at Solocore, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S uh, dot com and on the Twitter. Um, okay. Phones have become this number schema confusion level. And I will use this as an example. Google Pictures, Google Pixels 4A 5G. Yeah. <laughs> is ready for next-gen wireless, which I thought was the 5G. Is that what it is, or is there something else here that we're going to put in the, you know, the 123-C4R? No, it's this is this is Google's. Google's released two phones that are 5G ready, and, and most of the manufacturers have got 5G phones. The Apple iPhone 12s are all 5G ready. Um, Samsung's S20 and Note 20 are, bo- are all 5G ready. And so this is Pixel just catching up with the crowd. Now the 4A um, is the uh, it's it's not a cheap phone, but it's less expensive than some of the others. So the 4A you can get for $479. The 4A 5G model is an extra couple of hundred dollars. It comes in at $679, but you get a better chipset, you get a handset that's ready for 5G, a bigger screen, and an, and an extra ultra-wide camera lens. So this is uh, the phone. If, if you don't want to spend $1,200 on a full-featured um handset like you're going to get from iPhone or from Samsung, um, the Pixel 4a 5G is absolutely the way to go. And the other thing that's good about the Google phones is some of the other Android devices, um, the manufacturers are, are using Google's Android operating system, but they also load a whole bunch of their own software onto those phones, and that can really bloat the device. A lot of that software is irrelevant and not necessary, but the manufacturers think that it's important for you to have on your phone, and you'd get none of that with the Google Pixel devices. They only come with the stripped-down Android operating system, and then, like what Android is good for, you add on to that what it is that you really want to have. That's a big deal because, I mean, there's so much junk and then you don't know if, well, if I take off the junk and then am I, is it not going to work right? And it's a bit of a catch and it's kind of a throwback to the old Internet Explorer battle of the 90s, right? Yeah, and and old, you know, when you would buy a, a new Windows box from a manufacturer, and there would be so many things that they would load onto that system. And anytime I got a new Windows computer, I just wiped the whole thing and I reinstalled Windows myself because I couldn't handle all of that bloatware that had been preloaded on the system. Same is true with Android devices. Again, that's one of the reasons that Google's phones are cool is because they don't have that stuff. It's just Android. Do the phones work well with, you know, like the the Nest and the Hubs and the Chromecast and all the other great features that 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 Google does cuz Apple's work really quite seamlessly. Uh, is it the same experience? Yeah, it is. Again, because Google's not only created the device, but they've created the operating system and they've created the operating system for all the smart home devices that you just mentioned. Um, but they also work well with the other smart home devices. So there's some really interesting smart home ecosystems being created. We've got in our house, we've got the Philips Hue bulbs and I've got Echo devices and Nest devices and Apple um, home kit devices and all of these things are all kind of running together in the same space 
And so far, the robots haven't had any kind of wars. So <laughs> robot we're, warfare. we're doing okay. Maybe that's how it all starts. Maybe it's not like the Terminator. Maybe it all starts like in your living room one night when we're sleeping. That's when the robots start to fight. Yeah, Alexa and Siri and the strangely named Google Assistant all put on the boxing gloves. I really hope they spend weeks trying to think of that name. Phew. It's amazing. Um, Microsoft, you said the Xbox One series is thumbs up. Yeah, I I know um, it's, it's difficult to be um, critical of this hardware because it's just, it's really slick. What they're packing into these packages is, is really something special. Um, and so the, the Series X has been around here for a few days now, and it's got a, a very different design um, than what we've seen in consoles before. It's, it's really just a, a black rectangle. When you turn it on, it gets this green glow. Green is the sort of um, key Xbox color it has always been. Um, and so it gets this little green emanating glow from it when you turn it on. But it's so much more than just a black box. It's got high-powered hardware. It's going to deliver 4K imagery to those people who have 4K um, TV sets at home up to 120 frames per second. So you're not going to have any of that stuttering movement in your characters. Everything's going to run really smooth. Um, and they're, they're, the killer feature with the Xbox Series X is what Microsoft is calling Quick Start. And it's enabled by the solid state drive in the console and some clever programming. So when you're playing a game and then you stop playing that game, it saves that state in the buffer. So when you go to play another game, and I'll just use some specifics because this happened to us. Um, the kids were playing, wanted to play Minecraft Dungeons, and I had been playing Gears 5. And so I had to stop Gears 5 so that they could play Minecraft Dungeons. But when they were done, I clicked a button and I was instantly back to Gears 5 exactly where I had left off. And this is something that has never been done in a console before. Usually you've got to stop one game and save your progress and load up the other game and it's five minutes before you can get from one game to another. But quick start means you can bounce back and forth between four or five different games and instantly pick up where you left off. It is very slick. Uh, with the James Dyson Award competition for innovation is really cool. A Canadian's been tapped on that. And I just want to touch on this one quickly here, Blainer, so we get the Destiny 2 one. Uh, it's full time. Yeah. So we talked about this a few weeks ago about the three Canadian teams that were recognized as the Canadian winners. One of those groups was selected by Dyson himself as the international runner up. And it was the scope team based out of the University of Waterloo. They came up with a way to deliver lossless zoom so like incredible zoom on lenses by applying an electric current to a liquid crystal lens so no manual changing of the lens um it, it's not a physical manipulation of the lens it is delivering an electric current to provide incredible zoom in a very small space and has incredible implications for things like telescopes and microscopes and even the camera systems on your smartphones. Let's get the clip for Destiny 2 Beyond Light. 
picking up a distress signal. Someone's in trouble. My friends, we are all in great danger. The Vanguard only recognizes the light. Someone has to do the same for the dark. Stasis is just a tool. We must use it for good. All right, multiplayer shooter into the dark. What that sounds dangerous. I hope you're wearing like a shiny vest or something. You know, when Destiny came out and I started playing it, you know, the first version came out in 2014 and it instantly became my favorite game. And it's one of those games, if I could only play one game for the rest of time, it would probably be Destiny. Um, the mechanics of the game feel great. Um, even doing the repetitive missions over and over again does not bore me. I have no problem replaying that stuff. This is not true for everybody. There are people who, who, who have a problem with that. And what's happening now with Destiny 2, this is its third iteration since being released in 2017. And so despite the fact that it's still Destiny 2, it's a completely different game. And that's especially true with Beyond Light. It's really clear that what Bungie is doing is trying to reset the game so that it's interesting enough to people who have been fans and been playing for years, but it's a good entry point for new players. So they've stripped out a whole bunch of content that has been a part of the game for the past couple of years to make it a little leaner and a little simpler and a little um, easier to follow the story so that they've added some new locations. They've stripped out a bunch of weapons and gear to bring in some new stuff. And so far, it's keeping me interested and engaged. And But really, I think that the play here is Bungie's trying to get new players into this game. They don't want people to be dissuaded by the fact that it's Destiny 2 and it's been around for three years. Really, you should drop all of that and just think about this thing being beyond light. And if you have not tried Destiny before, this is a perfect opportunity to step in and see what all the excitement is. Blaine Kylo, important couple of weeks ahead of us here as we lead into Christmas. So I encourage everybody to come back and listen to the program, plus to check out uh, Blaine on the Twitter and on the blogs as well. At SoloCore, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S, and SoloCore.com. Thanks so much, Blaine. Hey, we'll talk to you next week, Shane.